Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me is Travis Northup. McClunky. And Paul Tassie is back. Paul, how's it going? Good, good. Glad to be here. Brian is hard at work at Gamescom. We're recording late in the day on a Friday. I managed to get away from my technical director duties for a little bit. Uh, yeah, there was some pretty big news this week. We learned that uh, Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass. We're going to talk about why that's important. Uh, we saw some more Beyond Light gameplay, which was pretty exciting. And also, I kind of want to take a look back at where the Halo franchise has gone and talk about where Bungie is going with Destiny and how interesting i think well at least for paul and i travis you just kind of you literally ran to catch this call in time but uh i think it's really really interesting to sort of look at uh paul the way you said it was a path diverges in the woods right and where 343 has taken the franchise and and when you but but let's start with that game pass reveal if you haven't heard yet destiny 2 is coming to xbox game pass it's coming to console first I think it's hitting console in September, and that is going to include all expansions, including Beyond Light, November 10th, once it's once it arrives. That is one heck of a deal. Let me just sort through the panel. What is your reaction to this? Are you salty? Or are you happy? Because I did see some people like, oh, I pre-ordered and I'm not happy. Uh, Travis, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so I'm actually one of those people. I'm an Xbox main, and I am a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber. Mm -hmm. um, but I also pre-ordered uh, Destiny Beyond Light. Um, but I'm not super upset about it. Uh, this is good uh, for all of us going forward in the future. It means that I probably don't have to worry so much about buying Destiny expansions, at least on Xbox. I can buy them on Steam for you know my PC crossplay. Uh, endeavors, but but on Xbox, it, it'll always just be there for me as part of the service. It, assuming that this sticks around for the future, which I, I have a feeling it probably will be, uh, seems to make sense for both parties. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is great. It also in, improves the player base on Xbox, which, you know, I think that's probably one of the consoles aside from Stadia uh, that, that has had the most trouble uh, gaining traction just because it's uh, the amount of people who play on Xbox primarily is, is lower than other platforms. So um, yeah, I, I think this is awesome, man. I, and Game Pass, I mean, what a good deal <laughs> that that subscription is, man. It just keeps getting better. So you know, I've been talking about it on Unlock basically nonstop. It is an insane deal. It's really, really good. Uh, I'm very happy about it. Uh, Paul OnlyFans Tassie, what do you think oh, about it? I saw your tweets <laughs> of me, and, and I can't get it out of my brain. Uh, what do you think about the? the whole game pass thing like what does this mean for destiny is it, just tell us a it's, bit about your thoughts it's a big deal both for destiny and for game pass itself um i think if this was just a kind of forsaken and shadow keep coming to game pass it wouldn't really have been that big of a, a deal like it would have been cool uh definitely in an addition but the fact that beyond light is also there is a brand new release uh, and I know it's not a sequel, but it, it might as well be a sequel. Like this is a is going to be a very large expansion, from what we can tell, possibly the largest based on everything we're kind of learning about it. And the fact that Bungie is choosing to debut that on Game Pass is is a, a sign of things to come, I think, in this industry. And we'll talk about Halo a little bit later, but Halo is another franchise where it's like it's debuting on Game Pass, and it's going to be this platform indefinitely. And the future appears to be both a combination of these subscription services where you pay a flat fee for access to all these games and then kind of indefinite games that just keep updating and releasing patches and, and DLC and stuff like that on the same service. Uh, 
And I think Destiny understands that like Game Pass is kind of the future and they want to run an experiment with one of their communities that is maybe struggling a little bit harder than the others to get a player base. And I, I think, like Travis said, it will dramatically improve the health of the game there. And I didn't even consider that about how with cross save, I don't really have to worry about buying the expansions on Xbox now if I want to switch over there and play that on, on Series X or whatever. So that's a very cool benefit I didn't really even consider till now. So. That That's a huge bonus. And just you saying it, you know, sparks it in my brain too, because I do play on my Xbox when I'm jumping on the console usually. I think in addition, we're going to see this huge influx of new players on the Xbox platform this fall uh xbox has trailed slightly behind sony for some time as the the like destination for destiny destiny as many of the watchers of this show may know launched with uh playstation exclusive content it was like that for many many years and now xbox is just going to get this very low barrier of entry to all the content via game pass it's it's pretty astounding to me and an astounding value for a game that I've put about a thousand hours into. Uh, Travis, do you have any other thoughts about this now that we've talked a bit? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to play beyond light and you uh, are, you know, wondering which platform you should go with, I think like there's a lot to, to be desired or not a lot to be desired. There's a lot to, to appreciate in, in Xbox game passes uh, fall lineup, you know, Halo infinite destiny, all that stuff coming to, uh, to game pass all at once. And I think it's, huge for destiny and also there's some like uh uh sentimental value in seeing uh halo uh bungie's old creation and destiny bungie's new creation both be on game pass in the same launch window uh at, at, on xbox that's just warms my so heart different. as a long time bungie player <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe we're skipping ahead but yeah yeah you know you know what i, I feel like we can kind of naturally go into there before we sort of react to the the new gameplay that was revealed but Obviously, it was an Xbox conference this week. It was really, really interesting to see Halo next to Destiny and where Destiny is gone versus where Halo is gone. And I got to say, I don't know. Like, it's a, we're on a Destiny show. I'm clearly a Destiny fanboy. But my reaction to the Destiny gameplay was much more positive than it was to the Halo gameplay. And, and what Destiny has managed to do is they've created this gorgeous world that somehow still looks gorgeous this many years into Destiny 2's life cycle. Well, Halo is just under the lens of scrutiny because Xbox has touted the Xbox Series X as this powerhouse, and then they launch Halo, and this is what keeps popping up in my brain. 4K 60 frames per second. What did it cost? Everything. <laughs> because everybody's talking about the graphical fidelity of Halo. And if you dive a little bit deeper into their strategy with Halo, they're saying it's going to be 10 years. This is like, there's not going to be an infinite two. Sounds like a game of service to me. Paul, Paul, what are your thoughts on, on uh, the Halo versus Destiny strategy here? It's, it's very fascinating. And I, I'll probably end up writing a full thing about this, but it, it's very interesting to see where Bungie has, has taken its own kind of Halo once it left Microsoft. Like, Theoretically, they could have stayed at Microsoft and, and in an alternate universe, <laughs> Destiny could have been an Xbox exclusive, which is, is kind of wild to think about, but theoretically they could have happened. But instead, Microsoft kept Halo and gave it to someone else and then Bungie went and did their own thing. The problem with 343's Halo for me, especially now kind of with this, is that 
They seem so determined to kind of recapture the magic of Bungie's original trilogy that it, it almost feels like they're going too much back in time. Like everyone's saying like, oh, well, like, what are you complaining about? Like, this looks like Halo. Like they're going back to Combat Evolved. And it's like, yeah, but like, this isn't like an HD remaster of Combat Evolved. Like we already have that. And it, it seems like the franchise needs to kind of evolve both maybe visually, but also in terms of gameplay and stuff. And we got the grappling hook and whatever, but it's, it's fascinating because Bungie has taken what was the core of the Halo series, awesome gunplay, and they turned it into Destiny. And that includes these expansive worlds and loot and all this stuff. And I'm not saying Halo needs that, but 343 is like, is so obsessed with trying to figure out what made people love like Halos one through three, especially that they don't really seem to be kind of looking at what Bungie's doing now and why people like that game now. And well, I love I love the original Halo trilogy more than like almost any other series and have so much time into it. And yet I don't know if like chasing the feel and the look of a of a you know 15, 20 year old series is the right play here. And like there's a lot of extenuating things. Like it's an unfinished thing. And I, I personally think production probably is rushed because of COVID constraints and this needing to be a, a launch title, according to them, when most games are delayed like three or four times. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that could be playing into things. But just generally speaking, the philosophy seems to be looking a bit too much into the past. And some people think that's a good thing, but then you have this crowd that includes me right now, which can kind of see this and just not really dig it like based on the other kind of shooters in the market and then putting it right next to destiny which is just has this mind-blowingly cool like stasis trailer like all these abilities and all these enemies and like these environments and like and it's the it's the halo company that did it so it just it makes it such like an ironic comparison to have those in the same show yeah and the crazy thing is when when bungie got destiny over to to pc finally and the it was like under activision still they managed to work with these other talented people like at, uh, what was it? Digital Extremes and High Moon? By, by Curious Visions. But, sorry, you're right, you're right. Vision. You're right, Vicarious Visions and uh, High Moon Studios. And they had this like super slick PC port who, and it's awesome, like it's great, right? So, so to see where Halo is at versus Destiny, it's just weird to me. Anyway, Travis, what were your thoughts about seeing Two of these, you know, amazing Bungie built properties. One's gone over to three four three. One's still with Bungie. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think um, I think people are being a little hard on Halo Infinite personally on the internet. <laughs> my my first thought was was uh, this looks like they're trying something new, which I think Halo has probably needed that for a while. And and I think three four three, especially with Halo four, did a lot that was sort of um, trying to capture uh, or, you know, they, they did, they did change a lot in Halo 4 actually, probably not a good thing, but I, I think um, they've not been super afraid to, to, to take risks. You know, Halo 5 was a huge uh, deviation where they replaced the chief and they added all these Spartan abilities and stuff like that. They added sprint with Halo 4. And I think they've had mixed reactions from fans. I sort of like all of the Halo games, one through five and reach and ODST and all of that. Um, and I think that they, they should try new things, but I don't really care about graphics. Uh, I don't care too much about 4k or 60 FPS. I mean, clearly I'm a, I'm a console player, right? If I cared about that, I would play on PC. Um, but I think that, uh, I think Halo can be its own thing without trying to chase destiny. And 
Uh, I think there's room in in the gaming ecosystem for both Destiny to be this, uh, you know, really crazy stasis, uh, space magic uh, sort of thing, and Halo to be like a more grounded, um, you know, military sci-fi shooter um, that it is. And I, and I do think they're trying a bunch of new stuff. The open world thing, there's ability upgrade system, which is sort of uh, a new concept to Halo, um, all, all of that, and, and the games as a service model as well, uh, which I think that we should probably... Uh, call that for what it is right <laughs> yeah uh, 10 year because franchise, they, they one world yeah not games of service you're a games of service game whether you want to admit it or not that's that's what you're going to be and yeah look, look gameplay wise i think halo looks awesome storytelling wise i'm really interested about the pilot character and that sort of interaction that the two are going to have somebody relies on master chief and just that's going to be fascinating right because in Halo 5, it really felt like Chief was just doing stuff to be selfish. He was basically going through a breakup and just diving into work, right? He kind of alienates his team. He's going rogue and no no lock, no nothing. And it's, it's just great to see Chief and this other character who isn't ultra strong. He has a, he's just a guy as far as we know right now. And he's going to rely on Chief to survive. And I really, really like that dichotomy between the two characters. So I think, I think narrative-wise, uh, it seems like 343 is really, really onto something. And I've kind of just turned this into a Halo show. I guess I've been really excited <laughs> to talk about Halo a bit. Um, but maybe we should rein it back into Destiny. And I'll, I'll sure. just say this. It's, it's not unrelated. I mean, it's pretty, True. <laughs> it's pretty married to yeah. each other in a lot of ways. But, so, but to rein it back in a bit, uh, it's two different strategies. Halo has fewer weapons. It's sort of like not a loot game. They're going mm -hmm. to be doing storytelling within this open world of infinite. I'm still getting text messages live during the show. <laughs> <my bad. laughs> and then Bungie has this whole other strategy right now of what they're doing with the story. We, we know the beats that we're going to hit for the next, how many years off the top of our, do you guys know off the top of your head? Three, Three years. Three years. Yeah. And and yeah. and that's super interesting to me. Yeah. The other the other thing I think, if I can say one last thing about yeah, Halo Infinite it. before we go back to talking about Destiny for the next couple of years, um, <laughs> is that uh, I I think we're also overlooking the fact that we haven't seen Halo's multiplayer. I mean, Halo was always at its heart it was a multiplayer game that's what made people love halo 2 and i think even in combat evolved it had a great story but that was sort of a surprise right like it was kind of crazy that a multiplayer shooter could also have a really good campaign and i think that um halo is probably going to focus more on that multiplayer and that's where its players will spend 95 percent of its time and destiny's the exact opposite i mean the, the destiny is a is pve first in my mind yeah. um so and if, if anyone that as well if anyone saw that rumor today where somebody had said that it was going to be delayed that's absolutely not true that was confirmed so just clearing the air on that <laughs> but you know uh maybe it might have shown some multiplayer in your yeah. grand halo reveal yeah. at your most viewed game showcase of the year just saying yeah. I'll, I'll give you a point there i have to say though um Microsoft has a beat that they're going to hit every month. We have Gamescom uh, coming down the line and they need something to show. So I think their strategy of sort of piecemealing out their content versus Sony's strategy of like, here's our greatest hits. Here's everything you can expect with PS5. Here's our console reveal. By the way, we're going to shut up now for like until launch basically. 
it's just it's just two different strategies. I think Xbox is being mm-hmm. really open, and Sony is sort of being more closed off. I would, open except for their secret console that's supposed to come out in three months that they haven't mentioned once. Or, yes. or well, we don't know if that's sorry, real, sorry. right? It's perceived as a secret. Yeah. Maybe X- console, Xbox is know. being more open. Sony's being more closed off and showing only the best of the best. And <laughs> yeah, anyway, lot lot to unpack there. Uh, going back, going back to Bungie. So basically, we got to look at the new powers. I'm going to cut over to that right now. Um, yes. And man, the fact that we're back in a snow-covered area that I've seen there's terrible this new things antagonist. Born out in the I squealed Every like a little kid when I saw the ice powers in action. It's time oh to my step God. The light. It was so freaking cool. So, yeah, I, I'm wondering, like, how, do we know how this works? That. Like, are these? Is, that yeah, has to yeah. be that canned, like right? Power? That has to be. I, yeah. I am so wondering how this works with like geometry. Not everything's and yeah. so how you throw that at like a three-year slant wall. Wondering how that works. And I'm playing like, back. Like in case I get, that's like right a grenade ability. Just so everybody knows, so you see a pause. But uh, yeah, it's. Think about that in PvP and how that's gonna, gonna act with everything. And those are that's their yeah. supers, right? No, so I, I think uh, they've got some grenades there. I think there's a grenade that maybe freezes people, uh, and then they're they're like slamming to, to actually break frozen people. And you can see them in one quick like we're gonna see a lot of uh, I assume subclasses in that, but I'm wondering, you know, is there is there one subclass that lets you build things on walls and for grenades and another one, but there's some ability. I've seen terrible things born out in the well, darkness. Every moment brings them closer. It's time to step beyond the light. Interesting. So that's a super, right? Like what the thing we're seeing. Yeah, that's definitely a super. and like you can see it in a couple of these clips. Like uses the ice staff like a first-person weapon, like shoot ice for. So I can't tell if that's super, like a first-person super, like golden gun, or if it's here's the PvP just like. So grenade and then himself in the air. Well, I think he just jumps over it. He throws it down. So there's a wall like May and May and uh, Overwatch, and then he throws a blade. We know hunters have throwing knives, right? But he freezes his opponents. I think he's. I I heard it was a suppression thing where it's like you take away their. It's like a throwing knife of suppression, but they're frozen. Yes, they they can't move, dude. Oh, they're like yeah. slowed down. I see what you're saying. It's oh, like look, they've been uh, a it's, it's a throwing star. It's not a knife. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you had it pause where there was like a little shirt, shirt thing right on the screen. Yeah, there so it is. And it's bouncing around too. It's got like a, it's bouncing yeah. off the screen. Yeah. Shatter, I'm wondering how Shatter works. It's kind of reminds me of Borderlands, but like in Borderlands, you can get someone with cryo damage enough and you get them over a certain like. Yeah, I'm wondering. I mean, this brings up like so many possibilities. Like, this can change the whole platforming game. They can make puzzles in the new raid uh, that Mm -hmm. you know involve having the right mixture of of 
whatever it was he threw on the ground that let him kind of jump up in the air or, or you know get get higher elevation um and you know there can be entire strategies around freezing enemies and shattering them and that sort of stuff so I, I kind of makes my mind go all the ways people are going to troll their teammates with the platform oh, for sure <laughs> that was the first thing that came up when i saw that wall (laughs) yeah someone's gonna be jumping to a ledge and someone's just gonna put a wall up and force them off i also wonder if it'll make the titan super like or the titan class ability useless right because you put up a wall that's like not as good i mean right it's it's kind of like a temporary wall that's the difference um that's true unless you three peak (laughs) right right (laughs) just take out your sword and look over the wall (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is going to make it so much less useful, though. So that kind of worries me. But I'm I'm just excited to see the sandbox ju- sandbox just kind of get shaken around because it's been it's been dull for me for a little bit, right? That we haven't gotten uh, anything really new since Forsaken, and there's been a lot of nerfing going on, and and they've been removing weapons from the pool, and this is just an opportunity for them to say like, screw it, let's just we, we've do had, something crazy and give them new to- toys to play with. Yeah, you're definitely right. We've had some different interesting weapons like the you know the effigy has been really interesting but we haven't gotten any super interesting new powers since forsaken right correct so this is even that was just a new tree like this is this is the biggest thing they've added like class-wise ever it's it's short of getting a fully new fourth guardian class like this is the biggest thing they could add as a fourth element which i i don't think we ever will get a fourth guardian class but this kind of replaces that so that's yeah cool it's it's definitely very very exciting um that's actually all i had for this episode i do want to give our viewers a little bit of a notice i'm actually going to try and take a real break next week so (laughs) don't immediately expect an episode i'm going to actually like sign off of everything and actually uh go dark for a little bit so uh we'll be so so for all your destiny video needs uh head over to paul tassie (laughs) on youtube uh yeah he'll tweet it out here's a a sweater (laughs) Post yeah. my YouTube videos on my Twitter. That's how you find them. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts though before we move on? I, I think the Xbox showcase, it was really interesting to see where Halo's gone, where Destiny is going. I think Destiny 2 coming to Game Pass is a huge win, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're already an Xbox gamer, subscribe to Game Pass. You're just like, oh, all right, I guess I'm going to start playing Destiny. Why not? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think this also just makes it like 10 times more exciting about uh, Beyond Light because I was one of the guys who kind of was afraid that this was their Rise of Iron year, right? Where they were just kind of going to delay and wait for uh, Sabathun because all of the content in Beyond Light is kind of pushing toward uh, the 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 queen, right? The yeah. the the witch. Uh, so I'm 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 very excited to see that that this looks like it's going to have some crazy uh, big big strokes in terms of uh, stuff that they deliver. I mean, so. Europa looks gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm very excited about all of it. Uh, the Game Pass stuff, Europa, the stasis, that's all great. I think we have to to warn everyone and caution ourselves that it's it's going to be a little bit of a dark couple of months here. I mean we we have yeah. an entire month. Solstice of Heroes, and then entire month Festival of the Lost. That's probably all that's really gonna <laughs> yeah. happen. So I, I think we're about to head into some pretty serious downtime because of that delay, which is fine because there's a bunch of stuff to play. Yeah, but it's it's gonna be a lull. <laughs> Realistically, Beyond Light's gonna hit. We're gonna have a pretty solid campaign, solid four hour campaign, and then it'll be a bunch of like side quests, like go get 250 headshots in strikes using sidearms, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like we we know sort of what to expect from the Bungie franchise. So 
while I am hyped to see where they're going with Beyond Light and get those beats, especially with the new seasonal model and the, the storytelling they've been doing, um, we're going to tear through it. That's just how we are. And I'm okay with that. Yep. I'm still stoked. Yeah. Just gives you more time to play Halo, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can just alternate go. between the two. Definitely. Exactly. Uh, that's all. Bathe I, and bungee. Sorry, Travis, go ahead. Just bathe and bungee. That's yeah. all we'll be doing. <laughs> three, four, three. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's all I had for this episode. Thank you so much uh, to Paul Tassie for joining us. Paul, I'm going to throw up your lower third one more time. Boom. There cool. he is, at Paul Tassie. Check out all his cool YouTube videos on Twitter. <laughs> Not yes. next week. Definitely oh, don't. And my tweets. Those are good too. And, and his but, tweets. Oh, and right. I write articles. It's my actual job. So that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that stuff. Yeah. Too. Read, read those. Yeah. <laughs> and Travis, thank you as always. But that's it for this episode, everybody. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out.